0: Well, it'll just for you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini.
1: Good afternoon and welcome into this Tuesday, June 28th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and r tv 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us here today as, again, calling on vacation for the next week. Uh, so Nick and I holding it down uh, like, uh, I guess, we started it, right, Nick?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Not really much to hold down, right? I
1: mean, yeah. what do we need Colin for? I, you know, I don't he's know. He's just kind of here. Yeah, he's just here. Uh, but last night, uh, we were down at the Morgan County Little League Complex for, what, night four? Yes. Night four of five nights of the uh, West Virginia District 6 Area 1 10- to 12-year-old All-Star Tournament. And that had South Berkeley versus Hedgesville. The winner of that game would move on to night five for the runner-up to face Martinsburg. And uh, the offense started out quickly there for South Berkeley, and uh, they got run up a three nothing lead in the top of the first inning. Uh, but then uh, Hedgesville came back quickly, tied the ball game, got up one, and then uh, just added a bunch more offense.
2: Yes, and Andrew Kendall hits that three run home run to tie the game at three, and momentum really shifted. Hedgesville's way from that point forward. Uh, And it was a pretty impressive performance for Hedgesville. Uh, You know, Ratchford comes out on the mound. You know, he doesn't have his best stuff, but they go to the bullpen. And, uh, you know, Walther comes in from second base to pitcher. And and he ends up, you know, really shutting down that South Berkeley offense who got off to a pretty good start uh, with their three first inning runs. So it was a. Good lead early on for South Berkeley. Uh, unfortunately for them, they couldn't maintain that lead. But Hedgesville, an impressive win last night, and sets up what was probably the best game of the tournament so far. Yeah. Uh, that extra inning contest between Hedgesville and Martinsburg that we already had um, You know this in this tournament. That's the rematch, and that's been the best game of the tournament. So I would expect another great game uh, tonight between those two teams who proved to be pretty even in that first game. And to see the first home run, I think, hit by a player that wasn't in a Jefferson uniform
1: was impressive, too. It really was impressive. And, you know, you go talk about a rematch tonight between Martinsburg and Hedgesville. And uh, this is kind of where those little... Where those high school baseball rivalries begin is down in Little League in the All-Star times, and uh, you could see another classic tonight between these two teams, you know, a four-run game, a two-run difference. Uh, there on Saturday with Martinsburg getting the 3-1 victory to advance to the uh, district championship game where they ultimately fell to jefferson but now we've got this rematch tonight 6 p.m 5 50 will be on the air on radio tv and on youtube uh so it should be another great one there at the morgan county little league complex and uh what a great facility out there and thank the great people there of the morgan county little league for uh allowing us to broadcast from there
2: yeah definitely there's uh you know they've done a great job of of helping us out and providing water and food and stuff for us uh, during the game and after the game so uh, big thanks to them but also you know you mentioned that rivalry yeah and Hedgesville Martinsburg that is the rivalry around here I think in all sports and uh, you know it it seems to be kind of the the longest tenured and biggest rivalry around so it's definitely one to be excited about Uh, I mean there's a lot of You know rivalries. I think all the schools have uh, have that rivalry going. Yeah, Uh, but it seems like Hedgesville Martinsburg is kind of the biggest one. So, you know, anytime those two teams get together in anything, I think it's much watch
1: television,
2: must tune in radio.
1: Yeah. So you want you want to be a part for this? You definitely do. And I overheard a conversation last night. Um, I think it was uh, one of the umpires, and he's like, Well, better watch out for the fans tonight, <laughs> as in tomorrow night, as in for this Martinsburg Hedgesville game, because it gets rowdy anytime those two uh, towns have sports that get together for games. Uh, so tonight will be the uh, Area 1 runner up. The winner will go to the district tournament as the Area 1 runner up, and we've already got. Uh, we've already got the area two champion versus area one champion. That will be at the district tournament, the district six tournament, Oatsdale park, uh, the fifth and sixth. We'll have that for you as well. Uh, but the game two of the first day will be the two area champions. Excuse me. It will be Jefferson versus mineral seven thirty on the fifth and, uh, going back and, and, you know, talking to Nevin Kilmer, the, uh, district six administrator and, uh, you know, it's talking to him about the about area two uh, mineral or excuse me, yeah, mineral is a team that uh, could come in and could really press Jefferson uh, for who they are. Uh, they've been able to, they were able to score fourteen runs last night in the district or the area two championship game, and uh, seven in the first game where they play, played Grant County. Uh, so it should be an exciting one as we look forward to the district tournament between those two. Uh, but that area two tournament will not wrap up until tomorrow night because they were postponed due to weather on Sunday. Uh, so, uh, the winner of tonight's game out there, Grant County, Hampshire will play Moorfield for the runner up spot, which we'll find out on, I guess, Thursday, essentially. Uh, but, uh, next week's district tournament will be a good one as well. And we'll have, again, have that for you on talk radio, WR and our TV, 10 WR and our TV on YouTube for you as, uh. We'll be able to go to states as well, which will also be at Martinsburg looking at the bracket for that. It should be interesting depending on how many local teams get in. uh, We'll have those local broadcasts for you coming up. Uh, It is July, I believe, 15th to 20th, uh, Friday to Wednesday there at Oatesdale as well. Uh, But let's continue some baseball talk. We'll talk. American Legion Post 14, they were in the semifinal of the Frederick, Maryland Woodbat Tournament yesterday, and uh, they faced a familiar foe, uh, I guess becoming a foe, and that is the Leesburg Post 34 Rangers. Uh, they came to Pio Faulkner on the 15th and beat Martin or beat the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets eight to six, and uh, they got a three four victory or four three victory over post-14 yesterday in what was a, a very good game. I got the report from manager Tobin yesterday via text. And uh, he said, we battled, but once again, came up a little short against Leesburg. Our mostly high school team left it all in the field against that very talented roster. Um, and, it was Leesburg getting out to that 2-0 lead early in the third, Martinsburg tying it in the top of the fourth 2-2, and then in the sixth, Martinsburg actually had a 3-2 lead. Um, let me pull up what exactly that was on a uh, on a uh, Kameon-Gonzalez triple that scored uh, Jack Ryzenweber, Uh, but unfortunately bottom of the sixth inning did not go so well as uh Two runs were given up, and the ultimate or the ultimate score was four three. Eight hits for both teams, one error for both teams as well. Dylan Stevens, heck of an effort against a, a very good Leesburg team that's got a lot of D1 uh, talent on their roster as well as some D2. Uh, but Dylan Stevens, six innings, eight hits, four runs, four earned three walks, six strikeouts, uh Kamian Gonzalez, as I mentioned, had that RBI triple, two for three with an RBI. Riley Bub, one for two with an RBI and a walk. Uh, Jack Risenweber, uh, he went three for three. Uh, Colin Reed went three, or excuse me, one for three. Cam Moore went one for three as well. Um, and Berkeley Post 14 again back in action tomorrow night at P.O. Faulkner Park, 7 p.m., a 6.40 pregame show for us against Kingwood Post 56 Legion. And uh, looking up to that game it should be a pretty good matchup but it just seems like nick post 14 as we talked about yesterday they want to play their best ball in july is what you know we had trip Tobin on last i believe it was last week and he talked about that and uh, as they get to july it seems like they're getting closer and they ultimately fell in the semi-final yesterday not being able to make it to the final but they're looking like they're trying to get there and they're moving forward towards that way
2: Yeah, and you mentioned uh, the loss to Leesburg. And, I mean, we saw that Leesburg team here uh, in Martinsburg, and and they were a really good team. So uh, losing to them twice in both games being right there for you and having a lead, I think, yeah, having a lead in both of those games um, I think is a positive. You'd like to hold on to those leads. But, again, these aren't the most important games that they're playing at this point in the season. That will come next month. Uh, so the fact that they're still putting together good performances um, are right there with some of the better teams that they're going to see this season, I think still uh, is a positive thing to build on for Berkeley post-14. You would like to have gotten those wins uh, because, like I said, you had those leads. But um, you know, you're playing a Division One team, essentially, with, yeah. with the talent that they have on that roster. And not i don't think anybody and nobody on the uh Berkeley Post 14 team is uh playing D1 baseball next year so um you know they have some great talent but yeah. not division 1 yet so uh still an impressive outing and i think uh there's a lot to build on for this team and we'll see how they look on Wednesday looking forward to seeing them again
1: yeah definitely a lot to build on there and you know not a bad day on the mound for Dylan Stevens, again, just a junior. He's still got his senior year uh, to go in baseball, and then next summer he'll probably be back on post-14 as well. Uh, so building is all you can do from these ball games. And uh, before we hit the break here, just a little piece of news that came out yesterday. thought it was very interesting. I, I meant to tell you about it, Nick, but I, I think we started the game and I totally forgot to tell you. Uh, so WVU got a transfer running back. From Clemson in November of 2021, he, he transferred out, I guess, a little partway through the season last year and uh, announced that he was committed to WVU back in November of 2021. Uh, he participated in the Blue Gold Spring game and scored on a seven-yard touchdown around the game's first touchdown. He was a graduate transfer, so he was immediately eligible uh, either way. But he... Has yet to play in an actual game and suit up for the Mountaineers in a regular season game. Two months out from the season opener, he's announced he's entering the transfer portal. That's Lynn J. Dixon, uh, the running back. And uh, kind of interesting that you choose this late, just two months out from the opener, and seem to have a pretty good spring game. Uh, when you look at all together, and he he was a pretty good performer down there at Clemson when he played, he played in 41 games. He had 1,420 yards, 13 touchdowns in just over three seasons. Uh, he appeared in three games in 2021, rushing for 48 yards on 10 carries. Uh, his best season came as a sophomore for the Tigers. He had 635 yards on 104 carries and six touchdowns. Uh but he decides that he wants to leave West Virginia and that makes you wonder uh what happened between the spring game and now with two months to go to the season,
2: yeah, who knows? I mean, might have realized his role wasn't gonna be what he thought it would be uh so electing to leave I mean we've seen players you know leave or like to transfer or even quit teams you know once yeah. the season comes around
1: uh so you know, not, that was kind of a head-scratcher to me that I saw. Yeah. I was like, well, he's a grad transfer, like, and he scored a touchdown in their spring game, and all of a sudden he's just like, nope, I don't, I'm going to transfer again. This uh, kind of seems like it's the nature of the beast now in college athletics is that if somebody doesn't like their situation, they're immediately going to put themselves in yeah, the portal. You can change this instantly. Yeah, and which is crazy because you think back five years ago, that probably didn't happen. Yeah. Even – before COVID, the year before like COVID. like 10 nothing. years yeah. ago, wasn't even a thought. Yeah. So it's just kind of crazy to me that all this stuff is happening in college athletics and that you just on a turn of a dime, they can just say, oh, I'm going to transfer. And uh, who knows what will happen, but he enters the portal yesterday uh, out of uh, at least a shock to some fans. Uh, but that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Kent Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break, we'll get into the NFL. Not really on the field news, obviously. It's the off offseason. Uh, Dan Snyder, news about the subpoena. And uh, Deshaun Watson, disciplinary hearing begins today. Plus, new lawsuit filed against somebody. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
3: Here's when we cross the county line.
4: After a two-year COVID break, Valley Guns 2 is having their seventh annual sidewalk sale on July 2nd. Browse 108 feet of sale and clearance items such as Smith & Wesson handguns like the MP2.0 40-caliber full-size semi-auto and the MP2.0 compact for the Model 60 Pro Series and 442 revolver. It's the seventh annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, exit 5 off I-81 in Wood West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com.
1: Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer brink happy to have you with us. Want to give a quick shout-out to uh, one of our cameramen, uh, John Alderton. Happy birthday, John, and I uh, hope you're enjoying the day. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow down at P.O. Faulkner Park for some Legion action. Uh, but just want to give you a quick shout-out there for your birthday. Uh, now let's get into uh, NFL news. Dan Snyder, once again, Nick, makes news for his team and himself, not on the field. It just seems to be all the news that comes out of Washington for the commanders is Dan Snyder or uh, things that come off the field, more things that have happened. Uh, he has declined his to accept the subpoena. For the House committee there, oversight committee, looking into the allegations for a toxic workplace culture. Uh, Not surprised, but thought it would happen sooner because it was supposed to be – I think the hearing is supposed to be tomorrow – or not tomorrow, Thursday for him, Uh, but – the committee attempted to send the subpoenas to Snyder's attorney via email on Friday, but Karen Seymour, one of Snyder's lawyers, declined to accept it, according to two sources familiar with the ongoing negotiation between the committee and Snyder's attorneys last week. As we know, obviously, they uh, submitted for the subpoena, but uh, apparently they're kind of just done, and they think this is all just a show for them to subpoena him, and obviously nothing is happening. Uh, the committee also can have the U.S. Marshal serve a subpoena in person at locations such as a subject's house or place of work. But if he's still out of the country, I don't necessarily know that he can, that that can happen. Because I started following a Twitter account the other day. Let me pull up these tweets. And you know they have like the uh, you know for for kids like the Santa Tracker Nick. Yeah for for Christmas. They have a, Wait, that's just for kids? <laughs> they have a Twitter account, at Dan Snyder's Yacht, Dan Snyder Yacht Tracker. You can track where he is uh, right now, or I guess three hours ago, is anchored right outside of the scenic town of St. Florent, France, on the Coris- uh, Corsica Island. The island is the birthplace of Napoleon, also known for his short stature and tyrannical nature. Uh, that is the tweet there on there as well but that's a. it's kind of Guessing funny. this is a parody this yeah this is not real <laughs> this is a, this is somebody no actually it's real because you can track boats you can uh, track okay. yachts because they all have their names i didn't know that was a thing yeah
2: because so they actually do know where dan is
1: yes that is a hundred percent true because when they when the last week during the oversight committee when they said where he was somebody created this account and Interesting. The, obviously this person has a lot has some money and they're a lot of time on their hands because you have to pay to be part of the nautical whatever it is to find right. out where these are and this person did this but uh, not surprising he declines uh the subpoena and not too sure what's next but uh he won't be there uh in on June 30th and according to everything the attorney is also out of the country and unavailable on the date and they've only given him that date so that's kind of what he is all mad about and why he declined it in one of the reasons.
2: Yeah. I mean, not really surprised by this, um, news. Hopefully eventually they are able to force Stan Snyder to testify or, or, get him to testify because like I said the other day, you know, this is an important issue in this country, uh, in terms of, you know, not having a safe work environment and, this is an issue that, to me, at least based on reports, hasn't really been handled the best, I think, by the NFL. So I think if the government feels the need to step in here and potentially get bring justice to the people that were accusing Dan Snyder of these uh, acts, then I think it needs to get done because it doesn't seem like the NFL has done that much, really, to hurt Dan Snyder in terms of, okay, he's not technically in control of business anymore, but, I mean, his wife still is, and obviously he's... Still in the family. Yeah. I mean, he's going to talk to her, like, on a daily basis, I would think. Um, So, there is still probably, you know, I don't know for sure, but he's still probably... In control in some way and
1: oh uh, for sure I mean and I kn- like, but we don't
2: know that for certain uh, I, to our knowledge we do not know for certain
1: I we I would say nearly it. for certain because there's been times that uh, this off season excuse me uh, where Ron Rivera has been in the press conference and they were asking him about something player wise or or something team I don't know exactly what it was but he said he had talked to Mister and Mrs. Snyder. On multiple occasions during press conferences when since what october maybe august or something last year that when they said that uh tanya snyder would take over the day-to-day control of the team he said mr and mrs snyder so many times about that oh that's mr and mrs snyder are taking care of that or something along those lines so i think it's just the power struggle of being an nfl owner and having things on other nfl owners because obviously they're billionaires millionaires whatever you want to say they have dirt on other people and maybe dan snyder's got some dirt on some other owners and uh they don't want to turn on it
2: yeah that that could be part of it and i mean there's all sorts of things that i think having dan snyder testify could potentially bring forward not only about what Uh, went down in the workplace and and the issues in Washington but potentially some other issues across the league so yeah definitely that's probably why the NFL hasn't necessarily released the information that they know because there might be more to the story than what we've found out or there probably is more to the story than what we found out
1: yeah and that's going to happen in you know a lot of stories obviously um but let's move on to a- another story here about the NFL and about you know lawsuits and <clears throat> excuse me uh, things along those lines. Uh, today is the start of the disciplinary hearings for Deshaun Watson via the NFL. And uh, Josina Anderson reports uh, on Twitter 22 minutes ago ahead of the disciplinary hearing today. I was told the NFL is expected to focus on five women in his Deshaun Watson discipline case, but also that two of them had their claims dismissed by separate grand juries. My understanding is the evidence will be presented by Watson's side uh, demonstrating poor Proposed mistrusts in the allegations in said cases, per league source. I'm told, in order to counter the indefinite suspension of at least a year, the NFL is reportedly seeking Deshaun Watson's counsel. Will tactically reasons for zero games missed. Their belief is the open-ended suspension was leaked to still uh, effort a settlement before a decision from the hearing from hearing officer Sue Robinson, per league source. Uh, so. That's interesting because that just came out in the last 20 minutes as uh, those were set to take place here in a little bit later today. Uh, but apparently they're saying they want zero games now because the NFL leaked it in order to get a settlement.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson is going to end up with that one-year suspension, and it only seems you know right based on what we've heard and, and, and all the reports going on there and all the lawsuits against him. Uh you know, I don't see any way that he gets out of this. Uh you know, that whole situation now with the leak, maybe that limits it a little bit, but I, I can't see that. I, I think he's gonna get the full year at least yeah. and have to reinstate.
1: Yeah, and uh then another side to this case, uh not necessarily a side on Deshaun Watson, more a side on uh on again a lawsuit, kind of focused towards a team, uh, the Houston Texans were formally named as defendants Monday in the ongoing civil litigation involving Deshaun Watson. "Quote today, we filed the first case of what will likely be many against the Houston Texans related to Deshaun Watson's behavior." Suffice to say, the overwhelming evidence collected indicating that the Houston Texans enabled Washington or Watson's behavior is incredibly damning," said. Tony Busby, the Houston attorney who at one time represented 25 different women with lawsuits against Watson, quote, we believe the Texans knew or most certainly should have known of Deshaun Watson's conduct. Beyond that, we believe the filing speaks for itself, end quote. So now, after having a lot of these lawsuits settled, these women are taking, along with attorney Tony Busby, They're taking the lawsuit to the team who, at one time, provided hotels and uh, among other things for Deshaun Watson to get these massages.
2: Yeah, it does seem like the team potentially knew about this situation or at least weren't suspicious of the situation because anytime you have, you know, what was it, 66 different women uh, as for massages i mean that's
1: you know, not over very like a three-year period or something like yeah. and i there was many i saw a lot of nfl players or former nfl players speak out and say they maybe had three or four over their time and once they found the one that they thought worked the best for them right then they kind of stuck with that person for the rest of their career
2: yeah and that would make sense but you know so they they definitely knew or weren't suspicious of the situation and kind of enabled this behavior yeah uh will they get you know necessarily the same punishment as watson should be getting i don't know because i don't know how much they knew uh but there definitely should be a little bit of an investigation into what was going on with the texans you know allowing this behavior and not doing any investigation of themselves um But we had kind of knew that already, that they were potentially not involved in the situation necessarily, but were at least enabling it. And, uh, you know, definitely, again, another NFL issue here uh, where it may not be a workplace issue, but
1: it's definitely, you know... It's at the team level instead of player level. And it's... We've seen so much stuff at the player level, but now there's more things happening at the team level that are kind of head scratchers
2: yeah and you know going against just basic human rights it seems like in some ways
1: yeah definitely and uh, one other piece that i see on the field news here uh this coming out the end of last week but it's happening starting to ramp up now is jimmy garoppolo he's uh soon to begin throwing after offseason shoulder surgery uh the expectations has been that Garoppolo, who had that procedure on his right shoulder in March, will throw over the next few weeks after he has been cleared and the plan remain and that plan remains in place. Once this happens and Garoppolo can pass a physical, that trade market for him could start to heat up. And uh depending on what happens with this Deshaun Watson situation, maybe you see that or maybe you see Seattle. I don't know. That Seattle, yeah. Carolina. Yeah. I'd teams say- that still need quarterbacks, and we've been waiting for garoppolo to get healthy for this trade market to be there
2: yeah i would say there's probably three teams that you think of and you named them right there but i would think seattle is the least likely because of them being in the same division yeah that they're probably not going to help out the seahawks at all and i don't think the seahawks are trying to win this season no uh now would carolina go off after jimmy g maybe um because matt rule is probably trying to save his job yeah but again carolina probably isn't going to win many games so cleveland could very well be the landing spot uh, with the the Watson situation the way it is and then probably having to move on from Baker Mayfield. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if San Francisco is going to deal him right away or if they're going to maybe wait and see what they have in Trey Lance still because we haven't seen enough for Trey Lance for me to be convinced that he's going to be, you know, this elite quarterback that, is so much better than a jimmy g so i think that will be interesting to see what what they do with him and how much value he can bring back at this point because he is coming off of an injury and he's had injury issues throughout his career
1: yeah definitely and you know here's a little piece there uh just like what happened when uh the commanders got carson wentz they had to take on a and uh now in a team that would acquire garoppolo will have to take on 24.2 million dollar salary if traded right now but that salary is not guaranteed and interested teams could potentially work with him on a contract extension that knocks down that salary number in exchange for some guarantees Uh, before we wrap up this segment uh two i guess you can call them former nfl running backs because they're not currently on teams right now uh Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell, they signed deals for a boxing exhibition, and uh, they will face each other July 30th at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, a source told ESPN on Monday. Uh, That could be uh, an interesting thing to see those two guys go at each other in the boxing ring. We know Adrian Peterson has had domestic violence issues kind of things maybe he takes that out in the ring and he gets another career and he i did not think you were gonna go there Spencer. i don't know you never know
2: i was gonna leave that joke for uh, the twitter memes but you know you do you, i guess but uh in, in terms of adrian peterson and let me i, Le think, Beyond I think adrian
1: peterson will win you think so yeah i yeah.
2: i i would tend to lean that way as well, but he is seven years older than Le'Veon That's Bell. That's true. So there's a little bit more mileage on those legs. Um you know, and Bell and him are the same height. Le'Veon Bell I looked up is two twenty five. I don't know how accurate that is at this point. And Peterson is two seventeen apparently. They're both six one. So pretty even in height and weight. Um I I would lean toward Peterson as well. Le'Veon Bell never really gave me he just doesn't see Yeah, gods. that's what I
1: just don't get. I just don't see the the urgency there. Adrian Peterson like he's
2: always seemed bigger than Leveon Bell even Yeah, if
1: he's not necessarily weighs more, I think he's
2: stronger probably. Yeah. And I I would lean towards him. And his career lasted longer and I think that will help him with long distance in the fight but this is now the third running back that has decided yeah. to get involved in second boxing. and
1: third yes yeah, frank gore also one of those as well <laughs> i believe that was last summer uh but july 30th that'll be uh, interesting to see if it'll but this be. whole
2: you know youtuber boxing thing has really <laughs> got to come to an end <laughs> it really does because it's really made the sport almost a joke at this point You because know, you just think
1: anybody can come in and start boxing
2: yeah, and nobody really i can't tell you the top boxer I can't either. Because Floyd's not boxing anymore. Yeah. I don't think Pacquiao's boxing anymore, and they're not, wouldn't be probably the top anymore at all. But I can tell you that, you know, Jake Paul hasn't lost a fight. I yeah. know that. <laughs> and he's fighting Tyson
1: Fury's younger brother, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'm not into this big boxing game. I just know that all these... Other people are getting in it, and it just seems like weird to me. Uh, but that will wrap up this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family owned and operated at 360 Hackwell's and Way, right here in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into some NBA news. Uh, interesting news for a guy that wanted to leave his team. Uh, he's coming back and a former Wizards player now has made his decision on where he's going after the Wizards we'll talk about that and some breaking news after this 2 minute break of Tune the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 back in 2 minutes I make it real good living in this city.
3: hi this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg grilling is not just for the boys we are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the pro series all the way up to the timberline series We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WBU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WBU Heart and Vascular Institute world-class heart care mansion Eddie when you need justice
0: show some natitude fourth of july weekend at nats park it starts friday night with post game freedom fireworks presented by budweiser on saturday and sunday kids under 12 can stay cool in a new bucket hat and first pitch on monday the fourth is at 11:05 a.m giving the family time to celebrate all day long tickets now at nationals.com slash tickets now back to the sports mix with spencer and nick on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 and tv 10
1: Please, those boys Welcome back to this Tuesday, June 28th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Pui, Nick versilini hanging out with you today on today's edition of the Sports Mix. We'll get into some NBA news as a uh, free agency, or I guess it was it legal tampering period. What do you call it, Nick? Yeah, it's the tampering. The, the period. tampering period will begin on Thursday, I believe, 6 p.m.? Uh, and a lot of moving parts here as uh, teams decide what they're going to do with players, and players decide what they want to. Really, it's players decide what they want to do because I feel like the players control the NBA uh, more than any other sport. Uh, wherever one guy wants to go, he'll go. Uh, we've got breaking news. Uh, out of Los Angeles this coming just before the show started from Adrian Wojnarowski at 11:55 LA Lakers star Russell Wilson is playing it, or not Russell, Russell, Wilson. Russell Westbrook excuse me is playing to exercise his 47.1 million dollar player option for the 2022-2023 season to return to the franchise um obviously that's kind of interesting cuz the Lakers are in a very interesting situation uh because they're supposed to be a really good team and they're just not performing.
2: Yeah, well, they didn't perform this past season. That's, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people blamed Russell Westbrook for that, but obviously he's going to take that, you know, $41 million because he's not going to get that at this point in his career on the open market. Um, and, of course, the Lakers were the only team that were intrigued about Kyrie Irving, but he uh, deciding $30 million more million was more important to him than Potentially playing in LA with LeBron, uh, so he you know takes the thirty-six mil instead of what would have happened if he opted out, which would have been you know he could sign a six million dollar contract with the Lakers. Uh, so the only real shot the Lakers have at competing, I think, this next year is if they're able to maybe trade Westbrook in a swap for yeah. Irving. But Kyrie now saying that he wants to be with the Nets, so I don't really know the situation there. And, you know, if the Nets decide to go into a rebuild would be the only way that they would deal him for Westbrook probably uh, because I don't think KD and Westbrook want to play together
1: again. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you mentioned Kyrie there. He is opting in to his $36.5 million option with the Nets for next season. He told The Athletic on Monday, quote, normal people keep the world going but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. Uh, His decision to make 30 more million dollars really is going to
2: lead us into tomorrow as a <laughs> nation.
1: Like what does that This quote mean? is just funny. He told that to the athletic um, last week. We had talked about him creating a list of teams where he would have liked to consider the Lakers. Again, one of those teams Uh he can't do a sign-and-trade deal now, obviously, but they could trade him this year. That would be, as you mentioned, the late, they could, that could be an interesting trade. But this whole thing is just really interesting. Uh, I don't know. This whole debacle is just crazy. Yeah, the
2: Lakers didn't have a good enough sign-and-trade offer for the Nets, uh, so they were not interested in doing that, and they were the only team that intrigued on Kyrie Irving. Which I think has to do with his off the court issues more so than his ability as a a basketball player. And yeah, so I mean, his your best availability or your best ability is your availability, and Kyrie didn't do that last year. Either yeah, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the vaccine, so he can't play in certain cities, and then you know, kind of does his own thing a lot of the time. It seems like with how often he wants to be on the basketball court, so. Uh, you know, the big issue there. And that's kind of led to him being with the Nets still. And now maybe him and Durant maybe aren't on the best terms. So, you know, it's, it's been an intro- interesting situation in Brooklyn, definitely.
1: It definitely is. And uh, one other thing we got to talk about here in the NBA former Wizard star John Wall, who was traded to Houston for Westbrook. Uh, then really didn't play much there. Obviously, wanted a new deal. Uh, him and the Rockets have uh, reached a buyout deal. He is set to join the L.A. Clippers next season. He was due forty-seven point four million from the Rockets after ex- exercising the player option. He agreed to take six point five million less to become a free agent, and he makes a deal with the Clippers that will become a available or be, become a official on thursday uh so he will join the clippers and maybe it looks like he's actually going to return to the court and stay on the court if he can stay healthy
2: yeah i mean this would be a great team you know five six years ago when john wall was still john wall um but the injury concerns are there for all of the clippers big three if you even want to call it that at that point i think that's kind of a stretch with what kind of player I think Wall will be if he's on the court, in Kai, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George, who have had you know a lot of injuries since joining the Clippers. So it's a veteran team that has talent still. I think yeah. Wall could be a, a decent starting point guard in this league at, at, at this point, but um, you know what what kind of player will he be? But the injury issues are there for all three of their their big names on their roster. So I don't see this leading to much success for the Clippers, but uh, you know, a cheaper deal for a quality point guard, I think isn't a bad move necessarily. If he's, if they're healthy, I think they will be, you know, in the top four, probably in the West, but I don't know if there's a championship team yet. They'd still have to make some more moves around. I think that that core that they have or see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George really play at a higher level than they have, uh, as of late, because they've been injured for a good point, part of their time in LA.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, before we wrap up this segment, Nick, uh, ten years ago today, do you know what happened ten years ago today?
2: I do not. Know.
1: On July, or excuse me, June twenty eighth, twenty twelve, nineteen year old Bradley Beal was drafted third overall by the Wizards. Ten years later, he's their franchise player, and he will sign his Supermax deal, but ten years of Bradley Beal. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, kind of. And, and It's just weird to think about. It's his birthday today, too, so he turns 29 today. That's crazy to think about, that he's been here for ten years and feel like his career has been wasted. I don't know why he's, he's going to sign this Supermax deal. As a guy that's a, a fan of the player that could potentially go out and win a championship somewhere yeah I don't know money's All right. important yeah well that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to HagerstownFord.com for more on the other side of this break we'll wrap things up talk Nationals and Orioles and uh Former National, who's out right now and injured, has been suspended uh, after a big brawl between the Reds and the Angels that had netted 12 suspensions. We'll talk about that when we wrap things up next on today's
3: edition of the Sports Mix. Bark like helms, I focus on my breathing the Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I 81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices, and we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up, no questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Ram's quarterback, Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it. Or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun.
4: The South Morgan Volunteer Fire Department Carnival is August the 30th through September the 3rd this year with free admission. Enjoy the fun of this year's carnival with an amazing selection of rides, live music from great local artists, live auctions, contests, and the usual assortment of mouth-watering delicious food. Discounted ride wristbands and ride-in food voucher combos are available in advance. The carnival is located at 10166 Winchester Grade Road in beautiful Berkeley Springs. Find out more about this fun event at firemanscarnival.com. That's firemanscarnival.com.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Mary Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Puente Verzellini. Happy to have you with us to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll get into the MLB, the Nationals. Uh, they pick up a win last night over the Pirates, and the Pirates, uh, or yeah, the Pirates, I don't know why I was thinking it wasn't the Pirates, uh, the Pirates uh, were leading in that ball game until the bottom of the eighth inning when Markel Franco came up to bat, and uh, he was able to do this.
4: And now Stratton coming set. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive hit well. Deep left center field. Way back. Going. Going. Gone. Goodbye. Bang. Zoom goes Michael Franco. Off the back wall of the visitors bullpen. Well beyond the 377 foot marker.
1: And that put the Nats up 3-2. They eventually won the game. Uh Kyle Finnegan with the save. Nats are now 28 and 48. Uh game two set for tonight. Patrick Corbin on the mound for the Nats, 705. We'll join that broadcast uh after we finish Little League up tonight on the radio side. Uh then the game the series will conclude tomorrow uh with Paulo Espino on the mound for the Nats at 105. We'll join the broadcast for you right after the end of tomorrow's show. And uh, the Nats, uh, obviously not going anywhere this year, but if you kind of want to build some things, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, you know, things aren't looking too great, uh, but at least you're kind of winning at home when, you know, you have fans in the stands if you're a Nats fan, Nick. Yeah. And uh, kind of makes people still want to come back, maybe. And the Pirates are obviously, you know, not one About of the top the same. teams
2: in the MLB, so...
1: You got to at least... Take
2: advantage of the the opportunity here to get some wins if you're if you're the Nationals.
1: Yeah, and uh, the Orioles—they got a win last night, nine to two, over the Mariners. Now thirty-five and forty, just five games under five hundred. Are the Orioles here as we uh, get ready to start July, Nick? Yeah, this has been an excellent surprise,
2: I think, for the Orioles. Not an excellent season in terms of record, but you know they're. Right around wild card contention, and this is the first they locked this up yesterday with the win. First time they'll have a winning record in a month, in an individual month since August of 2017. So, it, it seems like the uh, turnaround is happening. The rebuild seems to be working, and uh, things are looking good. Aderyn Rutschman's on a tear right now. Was he hitting 240 yet? He's above, I think he's above two forty now. What? He's been like three, something over, like three eighty over his last ten games. I gotta check this out. He's been, he's been hitting. He had a home run last night. So
1: I gotta check this out. I was I was giving him flack a couple of weeks back. Breaking right it on on vacation because he was hitting like two forty three
2: at one point.
1: Uh, he's now hitting 234. So okay, he, so he's approaching 240. He's getting there, he's going up. He was like 210, 211, 212 at one point. Uh, but yeah, the Orioles starting to look good. They're five games under 500 here as they get ready to start July. Uh, but as we wrap things up on today's edition of the sports mix, um, a big, uh, big brawl over the weekend between the uh, Reds and the Angels netted 12 suspensions. Anthony Rendon, who just had surgery on his wrist, uh, was one of those guys that got suspended, so he won't serve his suspension officially until next year when he comes back, but he is banned from the dugout for six games. Uh, the, uh, The Angels manager has got a 10-game suspension. Phil Nevis and Jesse Winker got a seven-game ban. Uh, this all happened after the uh, Angels hit Winker in, uh, after there was a ball close to Mike Trout the night prior. This happened Sunday. The ball close to Mike Trout was on Saturday. So uh, excitement there, but not really excitement. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long, and we'll talk to you tonight, Little League, or tomorrow on the show.